This episode of Adventures in Aurelia is brought to you by Gabe and Jeff from Interparty Conflict, Chai Kai, Fred on Fire, Evora Dawn, Zach B, and Dungeons and Randomness on Patreon. You can join them in supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Adventures in Aurelia. And welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Chantel, and I play Kanina, a tiefling sorcerer. I'm Krista, and I play as Ariel, who's an Asmar Divine Soul Sorceress. I'm Chris, and I play as Rim, a human paladin. And I'm Caitlin, I play Tempest, a water genasi ranger. And I'm Damien, and I am the Dungeon Master. So this week, I want to shout out a new show, fairly new, D&D One Word at a Time. It's uh, made by Garen of D&D Character Lab fame, who we have given a shout out to them before on the show. Um, friends of the show, they, uh, unfortunately, D&D Character Lab isn't producing any more episodes, but Garen has branched off and is making this podcast now his own little baby um he's created a character named frog stumbleduck (laughs) who is going through and defining words that have to do with DD his way and they're little like 45 seconds to minute and a half long episodes so they're really short and they're funny and they're witty and they're sassy (laughs) and it's just uh just some little fun he's done he's literally only doing one word at a time so he did like one episode was dungeons one episode was and one episode was dragons he's done a bunch of other stuff that people are submitting so he did genasi for me and he's done a bunch because he's coming out with them almost daily since they are so easy to do but it's been really entertaining let's go check him out go check him out D&D one word at a time. And it's D ampersand D. I can still hear Zoran ask. Dice Tower Theaters, Dawn of Dragons. A unique narrated audio drama based around a basement tabletop role-playing game. Six children grow up in the dawning epicenter of a new war. Two brothers, Benedict the pious and careful, and Zane the carefree are joined by their younger cousin, Cordelia, the blacksmith and seamstress's daughter, their friends, Zoran, the son of the local justice, (laughs) and Sophie, the abandoned sister of a young and beautiful sword for hire, accompany them on this journey. Sword, sorcery, and adventure await to engage the listener along the way in our 20 minutes or less episodes. We hope you enjoy Dice Tower Theater's Dawn of Dragons, a proud member of the family-friendly Patagon Go Network. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I was just thinking. So, who remembers what happened last time? Last time, Kanina kicked butt. But no. Honestly, uh, we were scouting out the Knoll encampment that we found. Rem was up in a tree. We saw it. Rem came down from the tree. Um, after that, in the process of making a map... We got attacked by some gnolls. Kinina got smacked quite a bit. 
So basically, we ran into a scouting party of some gnolls. Uh, we were able to defeat said scouting party. And as we were cleaning up the area, putting out some fires, Kanina set, <laughs> and uh, scouting out some of the remains to see what they had, uh, Rum and Kina came across another scouting party that then proceeded to uh, chase us down. <laughs> we managed to defeat it as a group. And now, yeah, I believe we're on our way to go back to uh, the road. I remember Rem specifically telling Ariel if he says run to run Mm -hmm. and that he planned on running too and then he didn't run. (laughs) I didn't run. Even though he said run, she didn't run. The last thing I had written was, in the end, we took out two scouting parties of three gnolls each while taking minimal damage ourselves. But we should probably make our way back to Lift's End now. So we come back to our party after they have slain these two gnoll scouting parties. It is the 27th of Bellinus, and it is nearing midday. Rem had just spent some time sketching the area that they are in to hopefully be able to deliver this message to the black guard and hopes that they will be able to take care of the null problem that they have been dealing with. So don't we pick things up pretty much right after your guys' combat had ended? Yep. As we're going along, uh, Kanina will be helping Tempest to make markers along our path but very much just keeping on alert and beelining it for that road. Rem will jog over to where he dropped the bow and pick it up. Hey, Rem. I got this for you. Oh. It seemed like you dropped this. Yes, thank you. And Ariel will hand off the warp pick. All right, and the party begins making their way back to the road once again. Yep. Yep, indeed. Heading the path that we had seen. All right. Um, you guys are making your way back, following the markers that you had placed before, and these markers lead you to Barrowbeard's clearing. <laughs> you you step over the trip wires that Rem had made the night before entering Barrowbeard's clearing. Do you guys really pay any mind to where you're at right now? Kanina will probably, as we're going through the, the trip, I'll be like, uh, well, wa- watch out for those. those yeah. <laughs> Remembering that she had face planted last time. And as we go through, um, is Barrowbeard awake? As you guys make your way into the clearing, you hear a little bit behind you. It's just, oh, hello again. Back so soon. Hello, Barrowbeard. Yes, we've uh, finished up our scouting of the area. We found what we were looking for. Ah, what were you looking for? For the knoll encampment. Ah, so you've found them. Ah, yes. A few of them found us, too. (laughs) Oh, that sounds very exciting. Does that mean that you guys are going to be taking care of them now? Oh, we're definitely uh, getting some more uh, people involved so that we can hopefully take care of this problem. More people involved. Yes, there's not enough of us to take on an entire encampment in a terrain that we're not necessarily suited to. So we wanted to make sure that we got uh, a bigger group of people. So we were scouting for a bigger party that was concerned and 
we may not be uh, taking care of it personally, but we'll make sure that it the news gets spread about the knolls and the trouble they're causing, where they're located at. I see. Well, I don't think the pixies care who takes care of the knolls, just that someone does. I suppose I should stay awake for a little bit longer then, and wait for these other people to arrive. Yeah, well, so definitely. I can help them the way I helped you. Yeah, that'd be much appreciated. We'll be sure to let them know in advance, so nobody is surprised on either side. <laughs> and how will I know that these people are tied to you? Uh, we'll give them some sort of uh, advice or symbol. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we give them, I don't know, a guild symbol or should we just tell them, you know, Barrowbeard's here? Would them knowing your name be enough? <laughs> hey, Rem, what do you think? Um, I think with the map, we should be okay. But how will Barrowbeard know? The map? How will Barrowbeard know wh- who's coming? Well, the map I drew doesn't go through Barrowbeard's area. Well, then... Oh. Aren't, aren't you planning on sending them along the path that you took? Well, I drew a... I, the, map I drew is the, the closest route I could see towards the road, which I believe was directly north. Oh. We're headed back to our wagon, which was further away. Oh. I thought since they were carrying materials to leave trail markers that they were going to be coming through here. If that's the case, then I think after I see you guys leave, I will go back to sleep. Well, if they left trail markers, do you think it would be smarter? Well, we left trail markers from here to where we were attacked already. Right. And do you think it would be smarter for us to leave, to send them the way we came since there's already trail markers? It could also, it it could be okay, but if for whatever reason we were still seen, it would also be the easiest place for an ambush to happen. Perhaps, but they also might be able to seek some sort of refuge in this clearing because Barrowbeard is here and it might be a nice place for them to camp like we did, find shelter for the night if they need to before attacking. Good. So if they are going to come this way, what is the best way to... Um... Well, like it was suggested a little bit ago, I think if they know my name, that will be a pretty good sign. I don't get many visitors, so the fact that someone that's not you knows my name will surely be a surprise. That's what I was thinking. So we'll we'll give some of our uh, trusted individuals your name, and then when they come across you, we'll be sure to let them know, and hopefully you guys can help each other out. Okay. Yeah, thank you for your help. I'll stay awake for a few more days. Farewell, Barrowbeard. Farewell. I'm sure I'll never see you guys again. Because I'm going to sleep soon. Ariel's going to give him a hug. A big tree hug. (laughs) I don't know what's happening right now. Goodbye, small human. (laughs) It's been nice talking to all of you these past couple days. 
I don't get to talk to many humans very often. You guys are much more entertaining than the pixies are. Well, we're not all human, but I know what you mean. Ah, it's all the same to me. (laughs) You're not pixies, so that makes you humans. There's a lot more than just humans in the world, but <laughs> we're all just people in the end. All right. Bye, Borrowbeard. I guess you'll be going now. <laughs> yeah, we'll start going back the way, like following the uh, the trail that we had left. So do you do you continue placing markers then? Yes. All right. What what was uh, go ahead and give me that that survival roll. Uh, it was a 12. With advantage? With advantage? Yeah. Or I missed helping. I missed that. Sorry. 22. Okay. That Thank is a you. much different. <laughs> All right. Who would like to roll me a flat D20? Um, you guys have now traveled about another two hours I'll away go. from Barrowbeard's clearing. It's an eight. Things don't always go on a scale from 1 to 20. So 8 could be terrible. It might be a good thing it didn't roll a 20 or high. Hey Chris, why don't you roll me a flat d20? <laughs> 16. 8 plus 8. <laughs> As you guys are traveling, you're, I mean, you weren't thinking of making these trail markers originally, so you're not taking quite the same pathway. And you guys don't really notice any difference. Until about another hour into your journey. Everyone go ahead and roll perception. Ariel? Uh, five. Kanina? Eleven. Rem? Thirteen. Tempest? Ten. Everyone except <laughs> Ariel notices the, uh, the faint smell of smoke. Like a wood, a wood burning smoke kind of wafting through the area. Wasn't me. <laughs> can I roll a survival to see if I can get the direction of wind? Sure. 12. With a 12, you you get basically that it, it's to the east of where you guys are at, but you're, you know, you're getting that in like a, a 90 degree arc, so it's not really pinpointed, it's more so that you just know where it's not coming from. Yeah, so we know that the smell is coming from the east somewhere. Yes. You guys smell smoke? What? I do. There's, uh, no. Nope. That's worrisome in the middle of the forest. Yeah. Lots of things to catch fire here. <laughs> or it could be Well, now that camping. you say something, this doesn't smell like campfire. <laughs> this smells like... It just smells like Nina. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the direction that we came from, right? No, notably, this is parallel to the direction that you guys have been heading. You guys have been heading to the north. If we look at the sky, are there are there large billowing clouds of smoke, or is it just just the? Smoke? Or can we only see trees above us right now? As you guys look up, it, you're not seeing like clouds of smoke above you. You don't get a good clear view of the sky, but through the canopy, you can see little bits of skylight here and there. And there's a blue sky with some clouds above you, but it's not like the sky above you is just filled with a blanket of smoke either. So this could either be. A- large fire or a small fire, we can't really tell. You could check it out if you feel like it, or we can continue on our path. 
I think we should at least get a little bit closer. Like, if yeah. it is a small forest fire starting, I might be able to help contain it a little bit. Yep, I'm definitely intrigued by the source of the fire, so I would say we should probably check it out. You guys want to head east? Like in the, the rear vanguard, seeing as I make the most noise. East it is. Who would like to lead in this easterly direction? Kenina will. I'm going to be third in line. Tempest will be right behind Kenina. Okay. Kenina, go ahead and uh, roll me survival. Rem's going to draw his bow, but not an arrow, but have a bow ready. Okay. What'd you get? Fifteen. So, after heading a couple hundred feet in this direction, Kenina is pretty certain that since the smell hasn't, like, dissipated, that she's on the right trail. And, in fact, you, you reach an area that, like, you can tell some of the brush has been kind of trampled over. It's not like a trail has been cut through, but you are finding kind of, like, what we would know as, like, a game trail. Basically, a path that was carved through by constant um, travel through a certain area. So you kind of find a trail to follow. Would you like to follow it? Yes. She would like to basically keep her guard up because she knows there may still be scouting parties here and there. We're not exactly in the hunting grounds that we were in, but she wants to be on her guard and still follow this and keep an eye out for maybe the source of the fire. So all following that trail that we stumbled across. Okay. Um, as you make your way along the trail, the, this trail does seem to be leading in the same direction that you're smelling smoke in. And now you've traveled quite a few hundred feet away from the path that you guys were on before. One little deviation. Are you still leaving trail markers along the way in some way, shape, or form? I would say yes for now. Like Not as frequently, since there is a trail, like a game trail type thing that we're following. So I'd say we wouldn't be leaving them as frequently, but still. I was going to say, like, Kanita would probably say, like, let's leave some trail markers, but maybe clean them up on our way back so that we don't, you know, confuse anyone who's coming through. So we can find our way back, but that way we don't confuse the next party to come through. That is a good idea. I agree. And after these few hundred feet of travel, everyone go ahead and roll perception once again. It didn't come out of my dice tower. <laughs> Either get very crafty and read it or knock the tower so it falls over. Ariel. Uh, 13. Kanina. 16. Rem. 9 from the back. <laughs> and Tempest. 7. Uh, Ariel and Kanina are the ones that notice this first. The area in front of you, like another hundred feet or so, opens up into a clearing. Like, as you fall, if you were to follow this trail, there would be a clearing. An actual cleared clearing, not just a natural opening in the woods. And sitting in the center of it is a relatively small cabin. And there is smoke coming out of the cabin's chimney. Hmm. I guess seeing that the fire is something that's contained inside of a cabin, uh, you know, just be like, well, looks like we don't have to worry about any forest fires or potential burnings. It seems to just be a cabin. Do we want to check it out and see who's inside, or do we just want to go on our way since it's not a problem, it seems like? Looking at the outside of the cabin, can we tell possibly, like, the style of construction? Does it look like 
human or dwarvish or orcish or anything like that? Um, there's there's not like any sort of culture checks. I'm gonna go ahead and say, Rem, roll me a uh, a d20 and add your wisdom bonus. Thirteen. You're not sure if it is like human or elven or possibly gnomish or halfling, but basically you're you're most convinced that it's definitely not dwarven. Um, you're used to them mostly building in stone. And this has a, a, like, wood structure. Kind of, we're thinking, like, a log cabin. Yeah. Um, there's stones stacked up around where the chimney is. But it's not what you would expect out of dwarven work or orcish work or... And looking at, like, the doorway and the, the windows, they all seem of average height or anything. Um, I guess that would narrow it down a little bit. The, uh, looking at the doorways, you're not sure. It, it's probably human, half-elf, or elven. Okay. And... Do we see anything, like anything in the windows or anything like that? Like, we see movement. From where you're at, it's too hard to make out through the windows. Can you know, go ahead and turn to the others and be, well, guys, I think maybe we should, on second thought, go up to this and maybe see if they have any knowledge about the gnolls. Yeah, that's actually what I was thinking, too. Can you know, go ahead and start forward, looking for traps, remembering Rem's clearing traps on the outskirts? <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Check for chats, please. <laughs> Rim's gonna stay at the edge of the forest with the with his bow, just in case something like happens. So after Kanina and the order was Tempest. Yes. How are you following? I would probably be like staying in line with her, like not directly behind, but going up to the. Because you're going up to the door, right? Yep. Gonna go up to the door. Heading up to the door. And then Ariel? Ariel agreed to that she wanted to go talk to the whoever's in there too, so she was definitely following as well. Leave it to the girl. And then Rem? Rem is staying just just beyond, like behind the, the edge of the forest with a bow ready in case anything bad. So is so is Rem Entering the clearing, or is he staying? Like, is he planning to stay in the woods? Yeah, he's like, you know, like one tree or so behind. Where he's kind of hidden. Yeah, just just enough for some cover. Yeah. Okay, Kanina, go ahead and roll me perception as you're looking for these traps, potential traps. Five. Okay, so you make your way through. You're very, you're walking very slowly, very cautiously, kind of. Um, as Tempest and Ariel are behind you and Rem might get a kick out of it watching. I imagine Kini is kind of like taking a couple steps and like spins around or like just looking for, for signs of anything on the ground. I imagine almost walking on tiptoes and you make your way over to the door or over to, I suppose, over to the cabin. Uh, yeah, so she's going to go ahead and knock rather not loudly, but you know, a good solid knock on the door and be like, hello? Is anyone in there? There's no immediate answer. Ariel's going to pull her hood up. Uh, We're from the Guild of Adventurers. We wanted to see if we could ask you some questions. Rem, go ahead and uh, roll perception. Twelve. Okay. As you're staying there, you you hear Kanina knock and state that they're there knock again say that they're there for questions and you hear a crunch just a little bit behind you maybe 10 feet away off in the off the path that you're on 
in the woods a little bit more. So he's going to remain very quiet and just slowly turn his head. So what do you think they're going to do if no one answers that door? And a man kind of is weaving his way through the bushes. He's got a staff in hand and he's wearing like long brown and green robes. So Rim's going to stay quiet for a second and then he'd probably return here. Hmm. Is this your cabin? It is. What's your business in my woods? Uh, We were scouting for gnolls, returning to the road and smelled your fire. Ah, yes. I felt you guys approaching and I felt it best to see what was coming for me. Rim will slowly stand and turn to face this druidic man. He kind of, he glances off over your shoulder, looking at the rest of the party, and uh, see him kind of pulls his robe aside and says, Twig, why don't you go greet our guests? And you hear a fluttering take off from inside his robes. Do I see anything? It's very fast. But yeah, you see kind of a, like a... Does it be like buzz? a hummingbird? Yeah, I was going to say, is it... I was going to ask, does it have windows, the cabin? It does. Uh, as nobody's coming to the door, and Nina had clearly knocked very loudly enough for them to hear it, Ariel will start looking through the windows to see if she can see anything. Um, you look inside the windows... You see a, a lit lantern, relatively uh, modest interior. You see a bookshelf filled with some books. Um, it looks like some things that could have easily made up a, a lunch for somebody. Um, there's obviously a fire in the fireplace, but it looks like someone that lives relatively simply. You see some like a, a like writing area. It looks like a place that Ariel would feel at home. <laughs> And everyone go ahead and roll perception. Ariel. Um, 11. Kanina. 15. And Tempest. 11. Kanina is the, uh, the first one that kind of hears this come up behind you. Her, like, she'll sharply turn towards it, kind of like hands ready to cast a spell if need be. Alright, so everyone else sees Kanina, like, whip around in a readied stance. I would look to see where she's looking. Yeah, so would Tempest, but she'd be like, what? (laughs) And fluttering, about three feet away from Kanina at eye level, is a small pixie. Oh, hello. Uh, Hello there. What are you doing here? Uh, we're we're trying to uh, meet the person who lives in this cabin. And like the whole time that you guys are talking, this pixie is like fluttering back and forth. Like it's like even though they could hover in one spot with their wings, they can't quote unquote stand still. <laughs> Kanina's like probably watching it like a cat would watch something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just. <laughs> How'd you find this place? Uh, we followed the uh, scent of the smoke. Oh, wanted to make sure the forest wasn't burning down. Oh, you talk too. So, what are you doing in the woods? How many people come in the woods? 
Uh, no, we're we're uh, scouting out the area for gnolls. We wanted to do something about the gnoll problem. Oh, the gnolls. The gnolls are that way. Way that way. Uh, she, she'll kind of check on, um, is it the direction that yes. we had? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we made it over there, got sight of them. And we were making our way back to town now. Oh, well, this isn't the way to town. Which town? Lips the big one end. or the little one? Lips. Or the mountain one? Lift's end. Right? Lift's end, lift's end. I don't know a lift's end. Staring? Oh, staring. I think that I think that's the little one. The little one at the bottom of the mountain one. Yeah. Yes, yes. Larian would know about that one. Who? And she, like, pivots and points at Rem. You know, look over, like, knowing Rem is in that direction <laughs> and just be like, what? She's, she's a wizard and... Or whatever it is. <laughs> As things are pivoting over, um, over to Ram's side. Oh, I love doing this to newcomers around here. Watch, watch. They're going to be very confused. Rim's going to nod to I'm sure they will be. Do you think they'll attack her? Probably not. Especially not the one with the hood. She tends to like cute things. Ah, I suppose cute's the way you could describe Twig. Well... I'm sure they're going to wonder what's going on now. And basically, as uh, as Twig points off in Rem's direction, the uh, Lyrian, the druid, is making his way out into the clearing. Well, come on. Unless you'd prefer to hide in the woods. Rem will follow. Okay. Sliding the bow over his back. And as he enters the clearing, he kind of grandly gestures to the rest of you as you guys are turning in their direction. Hello, and welcome to my glorious abode. Hello there. We're from the Guild Adventurers. Uh, do, do you live here then? I do. Me and my friend Twig here. And he, uh, like, kind of in the middle of this clearing, he holds his quarterstaff out to the side and gives a long, sweeping bow at the three of you. Twig, that's such a cute name. Janina will return the bow. And uh, as he's doing this, Twig flies back over to him, and you kind of see her f- f- fluttering from side to side behind his shoulders. Ariel will try to mimic Nina and bow as well. Larian Woodwalker, at your services. Come in, come in. He kind of makes his way through all of you and pushes open the door in front of him. And he makes his way in, gestures for all of you to follow. Yep, Nina will be front and center. And uh, he turns to turns to Twig. Twig, why don't you go uh, go scout the area? Make sure that they are uh, on the up and up, so to say. The up and up. Yes. Make sure that you're, you know, as you are with yourselves, that there's not others around here trying to uh, come make a mess of my area. Oh, I see. Cheap flutters off into the woods. Just your <laughs> uh, oh yes, uh, how rude me. I didn't say my name. I'm Kanina Kojin. Nice to meet you. And nice to meet you. And I'm Ariel. And she reaches out for a handshake. Even though he can't see her face. <laughs> he, he reaches out and gives like the daintiest handshake. Like 
he presents he he does he presents his hand like like fingers fingers horizontal and bent out a very like almost noble style handshake what does hands look she, like? like well just shake his fingertips actually like the, he has he has long clean hands and then she'll take note that that's probably how you're supposed to do a handshake well um do you guys enjoy tea he gestures at the table. I'll I'll clean up as you guys get yourselves seated. And he grabs a kettle. You see him fill it up from a basin and go and set it on a on a hook in the fire. Oh yes, I love tea. Is there anything I can do to help? <laughs> no fires. Well the the fire is already lit, sir. Oh you don't understand. And he loads up this this kettle with some tea. He's like, oh, your help is appreciated but unneeded. He so while, while he's off the table. busying himself, Rim's going to glance around the inside of the cabin to see if he can glean any information about this guy. Like, does he have well-appointed clothing he shouldn't have or anything like that? Anything that would set him as not being completely honest that he's just this humble druid in the woods? As I mean, I suppose one of the things that, if you're looking for that, would stand out is there's a bookshelf that has quite a few books in it, and most of them look like they're in pretty decent condition. That's exactly where Ariel's going. <laughs> but as far as, like, clothing and stuff, there's a fairly modest dresser, so you would imagine that whatever clothes he has are in there. Has a, has a pretty nice bed. The foppish handshake doesn't belial anything of him. Uh, what do you mean? Well, like, I mean, like, he presented his hand as if he were nobility. He's living in the woods with a pixie. Well, that's what I mean. The thing that would give away that the most is that he, for a man that's living in the woods, he has a quite nice collection of books. Yeah, which are expensive. Can I read the titles of them? Are they close enough to do that? You kind of took a seat at the table, didn't you? He's just standing. He doesn't quite trust anybody to sit down yet. Okay. I know Ariel said that she wanted to wander over to the bookcase. Yeah, she did the handshake thing, and then it was like, ooh, you have books. Ah, yes. I do enjoy reading quite a lot. May I browse? Sure, go right ahead. And then she's gonna go right over there. As Ariel is perusing this selection of books, you're noticing a lot of things um, are actually about living in the woods. Like, there's some some books on edible plants, um, Things as far as natural remedies, how to handle injuries that you sustain on your own out in the wild. But you're also seeing um, other like nature focused books. You see a couple blank journals and a couple books that sound like they would be magical in nature as far as their their focus of study. That one. She's going to read that. <laughs> Okay, so you pull out one of the few books that are that seem to be like they have a title that would bespoke magic about them. Yeah, because sorcery's basically new to her because she's had the holy stuff, but like this new like fire and all this other stuff that is new to her. That, that's new to her. And he kind of he notices the book that you pull. He's like, ah, an excellent choice book all about uh, druid circles and a little bit of uh, a little bit of information about the fae. Some information in there about uh, about Twig's people. Oh. 
I guess, <laughs> on that note, uh, Kenita would probably be hovering around him while he's making tea, you know, not trying to get too much in his face, but trying to kind of just see if she can be helpful in any way. Also just watching him, you know, doing the tea making process. And kind of after he gets the, the kettle ready, because he had already thrown like herbs and stuff into it, he probably like had it pre-prepared for the most part, ready to go. And he uh, clears off an area at the table and he sits down on one of the benches and you see him cross one leg over the other. He kind of puts his hands together on the top of the table. So, I, uh, I'm finding I still don't really understand what all of you are doing here. Well, like I said, we're part of the uh, Adventurers Guild. We're here to solve the problem about the knolls. We decided to scout out the area and try to help out uh, a group of people back in Staren who want to solve the knoll problem that have been harassing everyone lately. I see. Did Have, have they made a, a guild chapter in Staren or Sterengeld? You said that you're from the, the Guild of Adventurers, but that you're doing work for Staren? Ah, uh, yes. We decided to, uh, we had a mission that we had to accomplish over in Sterengeld. So on our way back, we were asked to look into the knoll problem and we ourselves were attacked by some knolls on our journey from Riven to Steren. So we thought we'd uh, look into it and do our part to help out. After all, that is the role of an adventurer. And at this point, has anyone else decided to take a seat? I'm still reading. Are you standing and reading? Well, does he have other chairs besides at a table? He has one at his writing desk. Oh. Well, I probably just slouched down against the wall next to the bookshelf. Or something. Kenina will go ahead and take a seat, you know, somewhat next to him while we're starting to chat. So, after the tea has been completed. Tempest is just leaning up against the wall over by the door, probably. Ariel knows that Nina is pretty good at informing people's stuff, so she's letting Nina go for it. Plus, Ariel's not the one that usually strikes up conversations with people as much. And I'm just watching the conversation. Standing still. I feel like, so, Kanina s- sits down with him as this conversation is starting to go. He looks around at the rest of you, and especially Ariel, that has chosen to, like, sit down against the floor. You know the rest of you are more than welcome to take a seat with us. I think they might just be a little uh, battle-weary. We ran into a scuffle with some gnolls a bit earlier, some of their scouting parties, so I think everyone's still a bit on edge, so don't mind them. He's watching him, trying to trying to gauge him if he's being shifty or anything else, or if he seems like he's just an honest guy living in the woods, or if he's, you know, got a hidden agenda. Okay, and you got a 22? 22. You're getting a mixture of both. He has an honest guy living in the woods but and I mean I suppose it would be fairly obvious to anyone that gives even a little bit of thought to it he wasn't born here no he doesn't necessarily belong here I was gonna say as this um, conversation between us is going Canino you know after getting the introductions kind of out of the way will just be like so how is it that you've escaped the uh, Knoll's attention here? I can't imagine it'd be super safe living here with all of the recent Knoll activity. Well, it certainly helps that I'm a bit out of their way. And I do have a little bit of my own forms of protection here. Oh, I see. Also, Twig tends to let me know if 
She senses that anything is on its way here. Uh, yes, we did hear that the pixies aren't too fond of the gnolls because <laughs> of all the uh, chaos they've been causing. If any of the other forest creatures could talk and have encountered them, they would probably say the same. That's it true. It sounds like you guys yourselves aren't uh, too fond of these gnoll creatures. Indeed, we uh, came across a tree who could speak to us named Barrowbeard, and he gave us quite a bit of help. Ah, that's uh, that's not a name that I am familiar with, but I do know of their existence. Um, they're they're kind of the the sentinels of the pixies. What brings you here, Lyrian? Study. Study of just nature. Nature, the Fey, druidic magics. Where are you from? I'm from Port Norsal. Why build your cabin so far from the road? Because it keeps me immersed in the nature. Also, it means that most people don't bother me. But it also means that it would be much harder to receive any help from Port Norsal or Staren if something were to happen. Oh, you must be quite a strong magic user then. <laughs> I'm, you know, fairly decent in the, the magics. Um, and, you know, I'm really not that far from the road. Yes, I am within the woods and can't see it from here, but it's only about another hour's walk from here. And given the distance that I am already from the city, uh, one more hour for help is really small. What did you do in the city? In what sense? What were you before you were here? Um, a child, I suppose, is one way to put it. Child from a wealthy family? Yes. Is this a family that might still be looking for you? <laughs> Come on oh. now, Rem. I don't think we're really here to question him about his personal history. Hmm, just find it strange the man living in the woods by himself. I'm not in hiding. An hour's walk from the, the road is still a distance. Like I said, I'm here for study. And I think that makes sense, considering you're a magic user like myself and my friend here. We study a magic and you can sometimes kind of attune to it better in places like this, I think. Depending on what kind of magic you're into. So. Well, especially given my chosen area of study, a twig prefers it in the woods. And being in here has kind of kept me out of the troubles of the city folk, is one way to put it. I see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we didn't come here to <laughs> interrogate you or anything. We just hope to ask some questions and see if you had any knowledge about uh, the recent Knoll activity. Um, as far as knowledge on the Knoll activity, I can confirm that yes, the uh, the Knolls have been a problem. They've been a thorn in the side of this area for years. What about Grimfang? Have you heard of a Knoll called Grimfang? I have. I have heard of him. Um, in fact, I've. Uh, I've heard from creatures that claim that they've witnessed this, uh, this mystical knoll. Creatures that witnessed them? Like the pixies? Yes. Hmm. Any other creatures that have witnessed them? Uh, none that I speak to. Uh, my, my ties to the Fey are through Twig, and it's a, it's a relationship that works, but the rest of the pixies don't see me the way that she does. Hmm, I see. Zerny... I don't know. Uh, you said that they've witnessed them. Uh, is there any other kind of activity you can tell us that might be evidence of his location or anything? We thought we found his encampment, but we just were trying to clarify to make sure that we have the right place. Um, from what I've gathered through Twig, 
The gnolls have set up a bit of an encampment, I suppose is a way to put it. Uh, fairly deep in the woods, they've... Uh, you guys know about the gnoll attacks. They've uh, been scavenging supplies off of the, the carts that they've raided. And they've used this to build up sort of makeshift shacks off in the woods. And uh, they take the materials, they use them to burn for warmth. They... Uh, they enjoy stealing anything that they can get off of these off of these uh, caravans that they attack. Yeah, they are quite the vicious raiders. But they leave you alone. They don't know that I'm here. I find that still hard to believe, considering we found you by the smell of your fire. Knolls can smell far better than we. Ah, but I am quite the distance away from the knolls. In fact, I'm surprised that if you came from them, that you've managed to make it all the way out here. As you stated, we were headed towards the road. Yes, but the, uh, as the bird flies, so to say, you have not taken a very optimal path. Uh, yeah, but we just wanted to, uh, investigate the source of the fire that we had smelt to make sure there wasn't any more null activity that we should be aware of, and just in case there was, you know, start of a forest fire or something, we wanted to make sure to maybe take our part in preventing that. Ah, well, I can appreciate someone else that, uh, that cares for the woods. Ariel starts giggling. Hey, guys, did you know that the pixies, they're like little tricksters? And then she goes back to reading. <laughs> there are people that have, uh, that do believe them to be so. Rim's going to look out the window, see if anything's changed outside. Rem takes a look outside and he sees forest. At this rate, you're not quite reaching the sundown, but you're kind of at the start of sundown. So you're probably noticing a slight shift in hue considering you are still in the forest. It's it's getting a little dimmer, but you can tell that it's, it's still daylight out. Rem will turn and be like, as pleasant as this meeting has been, we do have to progress on. And I wouldn't dare keep you. Been, uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, perhaps we will see each other again. Uh, perhaps. I, I do have one request as you guys leave. Oh, yeah? What can we help you with? Don't tell anyone that I'm here. I see. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that since I was about to <laughs> ask if you noticed, uh, we have some people coming in from Starin or Starengeld, possibly, who might be coming to take care of the null problem. And I don't know uh, if you could offer them assistance where it's possible. I'd be grateful. But if you don't want to be bothered, then I understand. I would prefer to leave myself clean of all of this. I see. Well, maybe if you... She's going to perk up. Well, maybe if you hear, like, screaming or something... And you can make your way over to help? Well, yes, I'm not heartless. If I, if they manage to get in some sort of conflict near me, I will do my best to help. But I would prefer to be left to myself here. Okay. The occasional traveler that wanders through through my, my wood doesn't bother me. But I did choose to study here instead of the city for a reason. Here, we'll put the book back exactly how it was. It was nice to meet you, Lyrian. And I suppose we'll be on our way now. We don't want to be caught out in the woods after dark. Charmed. It was a pleasure to meet all of you. 
Grim will open the door and allow the ladies to go through first. Ariel's going to reach out and, and do a handshake the way that he did it. <laughs> he takes your hand and gives a slight kiss to your fingertips. <laughs> and she's going to like look at her hand and look at him like, what? <laughs> Good evening, my lady. Tempest's just going to do a little salute. She hasn't said a single word since I've been inside. Safe travels, quiet one. Can you know, smile and wave? And uh, as you guys make your way out into the clearing again, flattering up to you as Twig once again. It's like, leaving so soon? Yes, we are. We uh, have quite a bit to travel, so we wanted to be on our way. Ah, well, I hope Lyrian wasn't, uh, wasn't too unpleasant for you guys. Oh no, he was quite pleasant. It was entertaining meeting him and learning about his history. Well, I guess, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. And she, and like, does a big circle around all of you guys a few times. Before she, like, zips off, Rim will say, how have you allowed Lyrian to stay so close to Barrowbeard? Neither did never introduced to the two. Barrowbeard? Who's that? You are a pixie, aren't you? I am. Have you been acquainted with the pixies around here recently? I have. Perhaps talk to them. Okay. You can expect some more people to be uh, going in the way of the gnolls since you know where the encampment is, and you can cause uh, make sure that they don't get into too much trouble. <laughs> Just if you ha- they happen to be passing through, they're going to try their best to take care of the knoll problem that's been bugging everyone. So, If I happen to be out and about, I'll keep an eye on them. Thank you. Farewell. Farewell. Nina will go ahead and... Start leaving the clearing in the direction we came while keeping an eye out for traps still. As you guys make your way out of the clearing, you just hear, hear Twig over at Larian. Who's Barrowbeard? <laughs> now everyone knows his name. <laughs> and so you, you make your way over to the trail and I imagine kind of follow it back. You said that you left a couple markers along the way so you could make your way back to your main trail. We did, and then Kenita will be make sure to dismantle them, especially since Lyrian had requested that his uh, clearing be kept secret, or at least, you know, down on the down note. So she'll make sure to take off the markers that we had placed. And then from there, I uh, I imagine you guys continue making your way as, uh, as best you can to the main road. Um, who would be leading? I think Kanina would, if uh, probably Storm didn't. Same order? Yeah. Yeah. Same okay. order. Go ahead and uh, roll me survival once more. I would like to use my inspiration. Okay. Oh. That's 16. Better than my natural one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, and Tempest will be leaving markers along the way. So go ahead and uh, roll your, your, I think it gave you survival for that. 25. What? Nice. <laughs> 20. So, um, after about another hour, hour and a half, kind of considering you made this little, this little detour, um, the time that you spent in the clearing was a pretty decent amount of time. So, uh, we're approaching about 7 p.m. now as you guys make your way out onto the road. Do we see the horses? Caitlin, go ahead and give me a flat d20. Both. You do. They're a ways back, though. Like, 
because you said that you left them kind of where they could still be able to get to the grasslands and if anyone yeah. was coming by they would have been able to see them if they were you know dying and emaciated so you see them but they're a good like half hour away from where you are even <laughs> walking along the the grasslands here and do we see the cart you do okay so we'll head that way keeping an eye on the, the wagon just in case it looks a little funny as well would you like to roll perception eight you guys uh, make your way over to the wagon. Ram's kind of scrutinizing it in the fading light as the sun continues to make its way down. My old eyes. Nothing seems to be amiss. In fact, after probably 15 minutes of walking, the horses, like, stop doing their meandering that they've been doing. And it seems like they both have, like, stopped and just they're staring in your guys' direction as you make your way to them. Ariel's going to go up to them and give them turrets. You're still like 15 minutes walk away. I'm going to walk faster. I am happy to see them. <laughs> Kanina will go ahead and kind of keep a pace with Ariel since I imagine she's starting to try to get ahead. <laughs> and uh, she'll just be like, uh, Ariel, can you get some lights going before it gets too dark out? Oh, right. What's the rest of the party do? I'm just still walking down the road. Yeah. Keeping your normal pace. Yeah. Is Tempest kind of hanging Still looking around, too. Like, I'm not completely relaxed yet. Yeah, Tempest would just be walking at a comfortable pace, lo- looking along the tree line. Okay. So, you know, probably five minutes faster than Tempest and Rem, uh, Ariel and Kanina make their way to the horses. And, uh... Princess, as you guys are like getting real close, kind of like is is stamping its hooves a little bit and bobbing its head up and down. Seems kind of restless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Adventures in Aurelia. If you are liking what you hear, consider rating the show and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you know someone who might like fantasy stories and think they might like the show, help them find us by showing them adventuresinarelia.com, where they can listen to episodes, read our blog, and find links to subscribe to the show. We are also available in your favorite podcast apps. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate to us monthly on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash adventuresinarelia. One dollar a month gives you access to all our bonus content and helps us raise the funds needed to improve the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to feedback at adventuresinarelia.com or you can join our Discord server at adventuresinarelia.com forward slash Discord. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to thank BattleBards.com for allowing us to use their songs and sound effects in our production. If you'd like to bring these sounds from the world of Aurelia to your home game, sign up for BattleBards Prime. Your BattleBards Prime subscription will give you access to stream all songs from their catalog as well as a 20% discount on all purchases. Use the coupon code Aurelia, that's E-R-Y-L-I-A, when signing up to get 15% off the cost of your subscription. Lastly, we'd like to thank the artists who allow us to use their music in our show. Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Tabletop Audio, Windswept, Sirenscape, Alexander Nakarada from Serpent Sound Studios, Adrian Von Ziegler, Jamie Brace, Derek and Brandon Feichter, and Scott Buckley. You can find links to all of these wonderful artists at adventuresinarelia.com forward slash music. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I thought you just screwed
screwed up whatever it was. No, it's the same thing. Oh. Smut, all of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite lonely in these woods. No. Well, you know, I don't know that she would understand it smut by the name of the the binding. Like, no, I'm joking. Rim, rim, rim casts black light in the entire side. <laughs> That's why they call him Woodwalker. <laughs> Hot take. Twenty-two. Okay, Ram. So why don't we do this in podcast form? Inside check. Give me a little more than that. <laughs> Can I use yes. my twenty for that? Yes. Yeah. But you've got to make it sound good. Okay. Or I'm not going to give it to so you. Go ahead and roll. Noise again. That doesn't work if you say it yeah. when you do it. Yep. <laughs> Roll again without saying it. 